0: In this episode, we've got 7,000 Apart, Amelie and John. 7,000 Apart is the husband and wife duo of Amelie Eiding and John Crescent. Their story began when Amelie left her hometown of Stockholm, Sweden, to attend high school as an exchange student in Green Bay, Wisconsin. It was there when where she met John and they fell in love. When she returned to Sweden, the couple started 7,000 Apart as their creative project together, named after the 7,000-kilometer kil- distance between them. They spent three years... Uh, like this before reuniting and getting married and 7,000 Apart became a serious artistic endeavor. They released their album, their debut album, We Are More in 2019, which now has over 100,000 streams and features on over 1,300 playlists on Spotify alone. So welcome, John and Amelie. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having us. us.
0: So first, I mean, tell me what life is like as a duo mid-COVID in Green Bay, Wisconsin.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, we stream a lot. Uh, we found a platform called Now just uh, in May of last year. And that's kind of where we hang out a lot. That's where we get our social interaction. That's where we get to play our music. And so we do a lot of that. We're also prepping. We just released a new single. So we have always obviously been working on that and working on a music video right now. And then we are planning
0: more releases this year. So we're definitely staying busy. Yes, yep. you are. Yeah, go ahead, John.
2: Oh, yeah. I was just going to say basically the same things. We're, uh, yeah, we're staying busy. We have a lot of production stuff that we're doing and um, releasing a lot of videos on social media and all that as well.
0: Yeah, that is one of the reasons I really wanted to have you both on the show is because um, as soon as I met you, I, I was like, wow, this couple, this duo is one of the busiest Active music groups I'm aware of during this pandemic, and you're really showing to a lot of people that it is possible to um, keep working amidst the chaos right now. <laughs> so, I mean, what would you? I guess you know, I, I'm starting it off kind of with that that intense question. But what would you say to people, to musicians especially, right now, who uh, are finding this time really difficult to stay creative in?
1: Yeah, I mean. We've definitely had our fair share of difficult days as well, and I think it's important to let yourself rest during this time too. Like being a musician is very intense, and taking this time to try to recover a little bit, if especially if you were on tour or whatever before, and um, kind of taking the time using the time for what you can. So resting is definitely part of it. I think, um, getting things done that you have been putting off for a while, like updating your website and doing those kind of things. This can be really, really nice to just kind of feel refreshed. And then, I mean, try to talk to other musicians because we're all sitting at home, you know? Mm-hmm. So people have time. We've noticed that a lot more that it's been a lot easier to reach out to people for just a FaceTime coffee, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, or a zoom meeting or something. People have more time right now. So take advantage of that. Talk to other musicians and you will like inevitably like inspire each other.
2: Yeah. There's always a lot to do in the music industry. And, um, especially as independent artists, there's always a ton to do. So I, I think just like, Finding the things that you needed to do beforehand or the like most artists haven't gotten as much on social media as maybe they could um, as invested in that. So getting more invested in that and on uh, online platforms that are um, possible to make money from that's also mobile. So then you don't have to. be like stuck in one spot necessarily
3: yeah or we've been
1: touring only exactly we've been investing a lot of time as we said in streaming which is something we actually make a little bit of money from right now Uh, as well as we're also relaunching our patreon which is another thing that's uh uh, an income source so Mm -hmm. trying to find because eventually like we've been lucky enough to get assistance from government because we're a business and gig industry and whatever Uh, that's eventually going to run out. Obviously, right. We're not gonna have that forever, and so
0: trying to prepare for that day has also been really important to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and you know it's just interesting hearing all of this, um, and and kind of it's a juxtaposition to like a, a Facebook post I saw recently of um, another musician I'm aware of who said. Something like, oh, the the live music scene is dead. Like, it's never coming back. You know, (laughs) there's so many people who are kind of thinking about it that way right now because they just see no hope. And what would you say to someone who's thinking that way right now? I think you make your own opportunities as well. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that my mom taught me. She was also
1: in the gig industry. She's a singer. And when she didn't have a gig for like a summer or something, like she didn't get that part in that musical or she didn't, whatever. She put on her own show, and she invited her, the best people that she knew that also weren't working at the time, and they put on a really cool show and sold tickets. And I think that's really important to remember that you are like very much in charge, still, mm-hmm. uh, even if everything shuts down. Like once it's okay to have concerts again, even if it's like with ten people, start doing living room shows. Reach out to some friends and be like, "Hey, can you invite ten people over?" and uh, start small and start with what you can control
2: yeah there's always opportunities um it's mostly about like looking for them or creating them and i think that's the case whether or not there are uh physical in-person shows or not it's just about what opportunities do i have right now and uh taking those opportunities or making them
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah, thank you so much for addressing that for us. And um I think so many people will just um, be inspired by hearing you on the show today. So thank you already. <laughs> um so now let's go backwards a little bit and talk about how you both got started in music. What made you decide that this is what you needed to do? Yeah.
1: So I've been singing my entire life. As I said my mom's a singer, so she taught me pretty much everything I know. And so that's always been like my thing you know, I didn't go to music schools. So like, I was definitely like, Oh, she's the singer in the class or whatever. And so that's always been with me. I, I didn't really know what I wanted to be when I grew up. I was like, Oh, I want to be a dolphin trainer. (laughs) Like that was kind of what I wanted when I was little. And so I was kind of in, I didn't really know what I wanted. And then when I met John he was kind of he had already decided yeah and I was like oh I'll jump on that train. that sounds <laughs> fun because I've never wanted to be an artist on my own I think I don't think I could have I wouldn't want it that way I think having something like sharing it with someone else being in a duo fits me and my personality a lot more and so I'm just really lucky that I found John
2: yeah and I, I think I'm a very stubborn human being but also like when I when I decide on something and when I have something that I can keep learning and there's no end to it because like, and that's, that's been for me, like, I I've um, gotten interested in a lot of other things when I was a kid, but, um, but I, I would get bored of them really quickly. And music is the only thing that's really stuck with me because there's always more to learn. There's always more to like uh, keep going down and like keep discovering. And so um, for me, I, I really didn't know, I kind of hated music when I was growing up because my grandma was a piano teacher. <laughs> and so I only played like classical piano and I played like church music and stuff like that. And I, I just really didn't enjoy music. And then I finally, um, I found like the Christian rock music scene and that kind of blew my mind. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, this sounds so different. And like, it's so cool. And like the lyrics are actually like meaningful and like uh relevant to my life and not you know not like thou and all this you know like old English and stuff so um I think once I discovered that it was kind of like um I think I just started watching some basic things about about the bands and they're like talking about writing songs and um I was like oh wait what you can write songs with three chords that's crazy like I can do that (laughs) <laughs> and so that was when i was like 11 or something and um ever since then i've just wanted to do music and because it's something i can keep chasing after and keep learning and um yeah i want to i want to try to be that for someone else as well so like try to inspire them through the music that we create
0: yeah so um did either of you and amelie i think you answered this already but john did you end up studying music at a higher level or did you go straight into performing
2: So I, I studied audio production, um, in university. So I studied, um, basically just like recording music for both like, well, music, but also like recording audio for like TV and stuff. and And where did you do that? I studied at Asbury university. It's a really, really, really small school in Kentucky. Um, and, but its main focus is on media, uh, production Essentially, so nice.
0: Mm-hmm. nice. That's probably why you have such great um, quality image right now, and <laughs> um, and and just sound in general. So and um, and so I. That kind of leads into the next question. Um, you two are very very savvy with the business side of things, and it, it's. Would you say that you learned some of that from from the program that you were at uh, at, at Asbury, or um, just kind of from learning by doing? Um, where did you pick up some of that?
2: I think the thing, the thing is like, Amelie's really been part of both well, with her mom being part of the uh, musical theater industry. Um, I think that really helps, uh, cause we, we know like how her mom works as a gig worker.
1: Yeah. I mean, my, um, my mom is, uh, she has her own company as well. So I think we just really early on, we wanted to treat 7,000 apart like a business yeah. because we wanted to be full-time. And I think there's definitely like a difference between treating your music project as like a side thing, as like a fun hobby or like a side thing, which there's nothing wrong with. But for us, we just knew that this is what we wanted to do full time. And we wanted to take it as serious as possible from the start, even when we did just mostly like open mics, we still had a company. So we started an LLC very quickly. And just that, I think forced us to take it serious, you know, and try to stay on top of things and try to think we we used to have like a weekly meeting. We're a little bit bad at that right now, but we used to have a weekly meeting every Monday uh, where we sat, we went to a coffee shop. We can't do this anymore. And we would just like write down everything that needed to be done that week. And we like have always tried to stay pretty organized. And that's like definitely my my part. Like I love staying organized. I like spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> I like to-do lists and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I've been pushing for that early on and we made sure to get, you know, like our proper website and, and our email. So we have like the info at 7000 I think we just, from day one, we wanted to be professional musicians and the easiest like way to do that is try to treated like a profession, you
2: know? Yeah. And I, I definitely did learn some things, uh, at university too, but it wasn't, um, I mean, like my professor, he was part of a, a band that won like a Grammy. And so I was able to ask him a lot of questions, um, about like, well, how did you get started? And, um, all those types of things. And I think that the the main thing that he told me was just like, Uh, persistence, like just keep going, like um, keep trying things and see what works, see what doesn't work. And as soon as you find what something that does work, just like keep going with that until it doesn't work. And um, so I think, you know, that's a very long process to find what works.
1: And we've been very okay with things taking time as well. (laughs) Like we haven't like, of course, like the first year, like we were like, oh, let's make a plan for like this year and the next year. And then and we had like tour the world by year five, you know, (laughs) Uh, which like it's not bad to dream. But I think we've also like realized that a slow growth is really nice because you can you can stay in control. And like right now, like we are in control. We don't have a manager and like we can make all of our own decisions, which is a really nice thing. Building
2: a foundation. Like, so, so once we do meet people that are like able to push us further, we actually have something to stand on instead of like just going along for the ride with them right away and not knowing how anything works yourself. Yeah. Like if you haven't done the booking yourself, if you haven't done the press yourself or uh, anything else you're not gonna know if the people that are doing it for you are doing it correct or not?
0: Yeah, that's a really great point to make. Um, yeah, which I think more people should definitely know. Um, yeah, if you're if you haven't done it yourself, you won't know if it's being done well. so I, that's yeah, I might have to do like a separate spin-off show on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great, great idea. Um, yeah. And then so where did you learn some of those things? Did you just learn by like trying it out yourself or did you read up on it or, or you know, Study like how to do a press release or how to do, uh, how to, I don't know, um, the other things, you know, the the online shows and learning by watching other people? I think a combination, definitely. I think we read up about
1: things a lot too. And we're part of a lot of good communities online, like, this one Facebook group called make pop music huge. And it has some really, really knowledgeable people. So if we ever got stuck or if we needed someone like, Oh, we need artwork for our new single. And we're looking for this kind of thing. Is there anyone out there who could help us? We've been able to find good people through it and also being able to ask like, Hey, what did you guys do in this instant? And yeah, I think just like, and we have also been very good at like, scheduling coffees with people you know like as, as soon as we got started here in green bay we tried to meet everyone and that helps because you could you have so like everyone knows something that you don't you know mm-hmm. so no matter if they're smaller or bigger than you if you have the time sitting down for a coffee and talking about your, your experiences in the music industry that's been like really really helpful that got us connected to a lot of venues around here and oh, hear about the open mics there and there and whatever.
2: Yeah. And that's how we, that's kind of how we operate in general. Like um, normally when we can travel, we go down to Nashville and we just schedule as many meetings as we can and try to meet everyone we possibly can and just talk about all these different things. And I think that in combination with online stuff, in combination with like reading things yourself, but I think especially just like meeting people and like, like just sharing connections with them, getting some connections from them, like, but not really having any expectations and just kind of trying to be genuinely interested in people's lives. I think that that really leads down a really good path. So Mm -hmm.
0: that's great. And so going back to what, when you do the weekly plan on Mondays, can you give us an example of some of the things you might have on your list? Oh, yeah, I can even. I, yeah, absolutely. I kind of want to want John to pull it up here. Give me, give us a second.
1: I
2: might let you actually just, oh, uh...
1: it's right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had like a proper like schedule, like literally, I have meetings from 2016 uh, all well, the way back. Well,
2: one thing we, we found out pretty quickly too is that, like, if you're a business, you can, um, uh, you can actually register as a business with Google and they have like a unlimited drive storage for businesses so with that you can upload any amount of projects or photos or videos or um documents excel sheets so it's and it's pretty cheap too and it also includes your email yeah uh, being like whatever that's definitely a tip like having email
1: being a musician and like being content creator in general and having unlimited like drive storage is so nice Mm -hmm. (laughs) like we have so many videos and so many photos so many
2: terabytes of
1: (laughs) yeah like of things
2: info
1: but yeah here's a here's a meeting from this is from february 7th 2020 before i knew (laughs) this craziness uh we were at collectivo so like we've been writing down that and so weekly things it's like we have a calendar uh where we like Put in everything that we need to do we try to have a social media calendar right now we use asana for that and that's something that we're working on like getting better at Uh, and then we talked about like what are we releasing this year uh we wanted to update the schedule update connections we actually made like a a spreadsheet with like all of our connections try to fit them in just so like we don't forget about people as well
2: we have like where we know them from and
1: yeah and then like just talk about shows like what do we have coming up what do we need to prepare that kind of stuff and then we would just have like a big to-do list that was like urgent uh, important and then business related stuff as uh, sh- patreon related stuff shows booking live a social media, website, promotion, marketing, PR, and then just the album. Like, what do what do we still have to do about the album? Is there anything we can still do? Like make more music videos? What do we have there? And then just like at the bottom, we just had content ideas. So if we would think about something, we could just put it in there uh, for like a future use. Yeah. So yeah, we it's it's very long. <laughs> now
2: we now we do a lot of this in Asana though, because yes. we are working with a company from Nashville. Um, to help keep us on track with everything. Yeah,
0: we have a day-to-day manager type of a person. Okay. Yeah. That's great. That sounds yeah, that sounds like quite a lot, like enough to definitely keep busy with. For sure. <laughs> yeah, there's there's never an end to the to-do list, which
1: yeah. <laughs> like sometimes can feel a little over- overwhelming, but it's also really nice to be able to look at and be like, hey, we're we still have stuff to do, you know, mm-hmm. even though we're like blocked down or whatever, we we have things that we can work on, which is, which
0: is a nice feeling. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I really like the idea of thinking of yourself as musicians, as a business, because you are, you, I mean, you have to be in order yeah. to make money. So um,
2: there's, yeah. there's one there. I have to say though, there is one main difference between like businesses and musician businesses. And that is that like, it's not competitive with other musicians. Like the thing is, mm-hmm. it's like, it really, that's one problem because sometimes people do think about themselves as a business. Um, and there isn't really competitiveness because the thing is, it's like, um, it all affects the scene that you're in. Yeah. So that's just one thing I wanted to mention. Yeah. If
1: someone else does yeah. good, like in your area, that's not going to make it bad for you. That's only going to help you. And that's important. Like, it's, it's one thing if you have like, okay, two coffee shops door to door,
2: right? Right. There
1: is going to be some competition, but when it right. comes to musicians, we should just help each other. Cause well, yeah we have to it's about teaching your community to invest in music
3: exactly
0: I couldn't agree more and just learning from each other there's so much we can learn from each other uh any anyone in any place of their career there's there's always something to learn so yeah yeah I agree completely and um and then John we know that you were from here originally uh Emily can you tell us how you ended up here yeah, so I was an exchange student and
1: I could have ended up anywhere in the entire U.S. I knew I wanted to be an exchange student because my mom was when she was at, mm-hmm. around 17 and she had gotten so much from that. And she talked about it so highly and she's like, yeah, that sounds cool. Let's do that. And uh, yeah, so I ended up in Green Bay, Wisconsin with this amazing couple and uh, ended up at Preble High School
0: in, in Green Bay. And
1: I'm cool. John in music theory class. <laughs>
0: And the rest is history. And then you main it, and tell me how you uh, maintained your relationship throughout the next few years.
1: Yeah. So we were in long distance for three years, and 7,000 Apart was started during that time as just a way to stay connected and have something to work for, because when you are apart, there's very little that you have in common, especially when you're in two different countries and you can only see each other twice a year. And so seven thousand apart was kind of the glue a little bit that we could like, we could post that we had like an, a separate Instagram account where we could be like, oh, it's like 20 days until we get to see each other. And we would like post inspiring quotes and <laughs> stuff like yeah. that. And it was more for us than for anyone else. And I mean, it was the foundation to what 7,000 Apart is today. So um, yeah, that helped a lot, but it obviously it was really, really difficult. Like long distance is hard. We struggled a lot. We almost broke up a couple of times and it it's definitely not, not something that we recommend, but it also, it, it, it did make us stronger. And I think now since we do work together and we live together and we like do everything together, we appreciate it a lot more also because we were apart for so long so people kind of ask us like how do you how do you do that how are you with your partner 24 7 and for us like because we weren't together for so long i think that really helped us like appreciate the other person and
0: we don't fight and stuff like that so yeah 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 that's great to hear and um you did end up using your, your connections in Sweden for some music. For, uh, mm-hmm. Can you tell us uh, about some of the, the times that you've done some performing over there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We I think one of our first gigs was actually at my cousin's. Like They have this really, really cool big house in the middle of nowhere. And that was one of our first shows we played outside. That was really cool. And I'm also part of a a performance every year it's an outdoor theater thing and so like through that we've done some shows as well like afterwards and we've also done a couple of so far sound shows over there but that's i don't know if that, that wasn't really through my connections that was no. just through so far yeah. it was actually the first so far that accepted us so if you um if you don't know about so far, they do shows all over the world. And as soon as you get to do your first one, if you're accepted to one, then it's so much easier to do any other. And usually you do it in your hometown, but Green Bay doesn't have one. And so for us, it was actually so far Gothenburg that was like, yeah, you seem cool. (laughs) Can you come here? And we're like, yeah, let's make it work. And (laughs) since then we've done like, I don't know, 15 so far sound shows. And that's been really, really great. And I don't know what else have we done in Sweden.
2: Uh, we also play we've played at a, a really it's actually a hotel and um it's not I don't think that was through any connections that we had either I think that was through, well
1: that I was, think it was through a Facebook group. So that
2: was through a Facebook group. Uh,
1: there's a fantastic yeah. Facebook group for Swedish girls and non-binary people. Uh, that's just like just for musicians and um I found so many awesome people through there and yeah. So this one woman, she was asking like, Hey, I'm starting up this concert series at this hotel, anyone interested? And I sent her our stuff. So that was one of our first shows. That was our first like proper proper show in Sweden. And we've been back. We had our album released there and stuff like that. So yeah, it's amazing what online communities can do. <laughs> yeah. You have to tell us about the Sweden's got talent. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. really fun. So, Way back in like 2014, I think it was, I, I got, my mom got contacted uh, by a producer for uh, Swedish Idol and they wanted to like, just see if she had any students that would be up for doing Idol. They do a lot of this like hand picking stuff too. Obviously they take people from auditions, but they also want to try to see if they can get some. Uh, other people as well. And so I sent in a video and they were like, Yeah, that sounds great. So you, I got to like go directly to the judges and whatever. They thought I was too musical theater. But uh, <laughs> two years later, well, a few years later, I guess, she contacted me again and was like, Hey, I've seen, because we got became friends on Facebook. She's like, Hey, I've seen this whole 7,000 part thing that you're doing. Do you think you would want to do Sweetness Got Talent? And we're like, Yeah, this sounds cool. <laughs> so uh, we managed to like, Get to Sweden and do the audition again. Like we just got to show up on the day, which was really nice. It was a really really long day.
2: It was so long.
1: I think we were the. It was twenty people that got to perform that day, and we were second to last. So I think we performed at like eight p.m. at night or something. It was the
2: last day of like auditions. Three days of auditions. No, six days of auditions. Six days of auditions. So we were like the last (laughs) in the last three people Mm -hmm. or two people in from six days of auditions yeah so, it was <laughs> it must have been a lot for uh for for everyone the judges involved and yeah everyone else, but uh
1: but it was really great we got sound check which i was like whoa we get a sound check
2: yeah they like brought you the guitar like yeah. with all the wireless pack and they're like here you go and like it was like oh thanks <laughs> like, yeah it's so weird someone actually doing something for you <laughs>
1: yeah it was nice but, uh, and the judges loved us we got all like four yeses but uh, we didn't move on from like so they do like a cut after that where they decide who goes to the live performances and we didn't go to that because they already had a bunch of couples and a bunch of singers mm-hmm. and um but we were totally fine with that because we were on tour at that time right, right, yeah, we were on tour
2: at, and we got to be on tv was, too, yeah so it was they
1: did like a whole like five minute Thing yeah. about our love story and they yeah. used like I had been like filming like when we left for Sweden and stuff, and they used a lot of that so the best of both worlds that way yeah it was great. Mm-hmm. we were really happy about it. it was great.
2: It was great momentum to mm-hmm. like tour on top of like yeah. uh, sweden has got we like had great
1: those. momentum in February last yeah. year. it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah and then yeah.
2: yeah yeah
0: and who who are the judges for something like that in Sweden? So in Sweden we have
1: so there was this there's this one guy who's kind of mean there's always a guy who's
0: kind of mean yeah you gotta have
1: that uh, he got fired because he is <laughs> yeah he's a little bit of a racist so they fired him which was very good and,
3: yeah, it and was then good.
1: It's oh, wow. a girl who's yeah. like the biggest influencer in sweden uh we actually used to sing in the same like singing group when i was younger so she was like wait i know you i'm like yeah you do <laughs> uh, so that and then there was a comedian i think and then a mm-hmm. singer and so and she yeah. was
2: originally from the U.S. So um, she
1: talked English with you, which was yeah, great. It was amazing because <laughs> Joe was like, I don't understand. They're, anything." They're
2: like, we only want you to speak uh, in Swedish. Yeah. And I'm like, for all the interviews mm-hmm. and everything. So I was just like, for the most part, yeah. Uh, aside from like the direct interviews, but everything else. And I'm like, well, my Swedish is like a three year old. So it's going to be great.
0: <laughs> you were a champ,
2: though. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, I yeah. bet they loved it. They probably thought it was adorable.
2: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. An American trying to speak Swedish. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so what, is, what have been some of the biggest challenges for you? Besides living apart, obviously, we talked about that. Yeah. But uh, throughout your career as musicians, your young career as musicians, what have been some of your, your biggest challenges?
1: I mean, except for COVID. Um, yes. Yeah. I think... I mean, there's a lot that you can definitely go into. I think because we've had like when we started, when we first moved here, and I got my so the first like six months, I didn't have a work visa, like I had to wait for that, and so I couldn't work.
2: (laughs) And we couldn't work either because technically,
1: as a technically, we couldn't make money, so we had to just do like shows and a lot of open mics and stuff. But as soon as we as soon as I finally got that, we moved out of John's parents' house where we lived for the first (laughs) months of our marriage. And we got an apartment. Yeah, I
2: was a broke college student. So I had like $5 (laughs) in my bank account when we got married. So it was great.
1: Yeah. So, but we moved out, we got our own place and, but we had to work like six jobs or seven jobs together. And so that was definitely a challenging time to like, try to balance making money versus working on music because we were at the point where we didn't make money through music and yeah we had a couple gigs here and there but we were still very very new we didn't get paid a lot like i remember like getting like a a like some terrible gigs where we would get we got paid like i don't know 40 bucks for like three hours where there were no people you know because we didn't have a draw yet and no one clapped and no
2: one clapped. like well obviously like not even the, the bartender did yeah. you know it was just like three hours of us playing yeah no one in the yeah. bar yeah
1: we did yeah. meet a fantastic uh video videographer though at one of those gigs so mm-hmm. just because it's a crappy gig doesn't mean that you're not going to meet someone <laughs> yeah and um who made our like most viewed music video today yeah. so yeah, you never know.
2: But it's it, it's very much like it's been a very slow, hard grind. Like yes. like only said, we've had like seven jobs at one point, and they were all freelance because we needed to be flexible. Yes. Um. And we went. Uh. I mean, we wanted to get out uh, of my parents' house, mm-hmm. which meant that we had to try to find a way to make enough money to do that, and that was really challenging. Um. And then just trying to supplement all these other jobs with and get rid of all of them and be able to do music.
1: Yeah. I mean, John sold plasma hard. at one point. Yeah. Like that's where we were at,
2: you know? So when we say blood, sweat, and tears went into 7,000 <laughs> really part. I
1: mean, yes. Yeah.
0: You yeah. know what, that's a great question I should throw out there too. My musician friends group is like, how many of you have sold plasma along the way? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I bet you might not be the only one. No, <laughs> I, my, my veins were too small, so I wasn't allowed to. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, that's where you were at, yes. Yeah. Oh
1: That's okay you know, and we were fine with like the struggle, you know, cause we were also like, you know, newly married. We were like, yeah, let's take yeah. off Portland in two years. We're going to be on yeah. like a U.S. tour. So but no everything, worries.
2: <laughs> everything has been hard. So yeah. like, even like for a lot of businesses that are, you know, not musicians, I feel like COVID was super, super hard because they're like, oh my gosh, nothing like this has ever happened to us. Like, you know, and for us as musicians, we're like, oh, it's just another Wednesday, like in some way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, it's like oh, okay. well, the world
1: is burning again. <laughs> all our shows got
2: canceled. Okay, I mean, I kind of expect that anyway, so that's fine.
1: You don't um, take much for granted, I guess. Yeah,
2: so it's more like getting all the no's and then hoping that you get a few yeses and mm. get lucky as well. Sometimes.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good point. Yeah, and what lessons would you? And I guess you kind of just spoke to that a little bit. What, what lessons would you take out of some of these? I mean what are some some things that you could pass along
1: yeah just like the whole perseverance thing Mm. like just try to slowly push further slowly learn like be okay that things take time Mm -hmm. i think is really important and have a
2: mission yeah have a mission
1: statement so you know why you do music so you know why and so you know why you're grinding and if that mission statement isn't strong enough then rewrite it like you need to have something to fall back on that not just like oh music is fun because if music is fun like yeah that's that's great but it's kind of hard to build a career around just fun you know maybe I don't know or maybe you think it's so fun that like you literally can't do anything else and that's great but for us we really want to make an impact with our music Mm -hmm. because music made such an impact in our lives like there are definitely moments in my like younger, younger days where I listened to, especially this album behind me, uh, Fallen by Evanescence. I saw that. I recognized that right away. (laughs) That got me through so many, so many things. And just being able to like scream at the top of my lungs with Amy Lee. Yeah. Helped me get through some really hard times. So we want to be that for other people. We want to be that rock. If that people can come back to our music and, and just feel a little bit better,
0: you know? Absolutely. Very well said. Um let me go back to my questions here. I know one uh, another one I was going to ask you about which maybe you addressed. it We talked about some of your events in Sweden, but um do you have a favorite overall gig that you've ever played?
1: Ooh, I would say like in general, I would say the so far's in Cleveland mm-hmm. were what made that special. Just a lot of people, there were like 150 people both times and they just like you know, when you have someone in the palm of your hand, kind of a thing at a gig, when they
2: all. From the beginning. From
1: the beginning, yeah. when you don't even have to like win them over. Well,
2: when, when literally the, the person who's the host, they like tell your story, they just give a, you know, the paragraph that you read, something yeah. like that. And the audience is like, oh my God. That's so like embarrassing. Yeah. Like before you come out even. And
1: when yeah. people clap after the last song, people clapped until it got embarrassing. You know, they just kept clapping and you're just like, what are we supposed to do? This is like, uh, and you're, you're not allowed an encore. So like, you can't go into like music. Yeah. So you just <laughs> stand there and you're just like,
3: Thank you. and you just
1: keep clapping. Yeah. yeah. We've had some of those shows have been really amazing. And, We've had a couple yeah. of good ones in Green Bay at the Cup of Joy as well. That's one of our like home venues. And yeah, yeah a lot of the so fars have been really amazing. Cause you know that all the people in there. They don't know you. They've never seen you before, but they're willing to give you a chance. And they're all music lovers. Mm-hmm. And if you're able to like win them over, like, or even like if you manage to make them like you, that's just yeah, it's really cool. True.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's great. And you know what I'm noticing is um I've asked this question of a lot of people, and mm-hmm. what I think is um different about how you're answering it is that you're um you're re- responding with um, the reason is that because of the people and how they respond as opposed to the venue and what it's like playing there. And I think that that says a lot. And that's that means, you know, that the audience is such an important role in what you're- oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's it, why, you're, yeah.
1: It that's really it. is. I, I'm very much an extrovert. And so I take on the energy of whoever's around me. And if the audience gives me a lot of energy, <laughs> I go kind of crazy. Like I sometimes have a hard time containing it, but it's the best feeling in the world. But then again, like it's the opposite too, that if people aren't giving me energy or if people aren't listening, like that's heartbreaking for me. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard for me to keep going and keep like putting on a happy face if, if uh, people aren't really paying attention. So (laughs)
2: Yeah. But but it was super it felt like just having that connection, I think that's the main thing as musicians like mm-hmm. that's our main goal is to have a connection with the audience like emotionally or uh yeah. entertain them or whatever it is like, um, so if we don't do that, if we don't get that, we're not we don't feel like we're doing our job, yeah, which sucks, so
0: yeah, 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 I like that a lot, that's great, and um, so what? Amelie, I'm going to ask you, like, what is it like? I mean, how is the um, dynamic of being an American musician now different than what it was like being in Sweden? And and, and John, really, you can answer that from the reverse. So, yeah, you know, they're the, the two different countries and continents, really. Yeah. And I mean, for
1: me, it's it's different too because i grew up in stockholm which is the capital and i was around a lot of good singers like my mom taught some of the best singers in sweden and so i was always around that thinking that you had to be discovered like by um music company or something by where a record
2: label yeah or...
1: by a record label and they would you know like hey you should wear this and you should sing that and yada yada i thought that was maybe in the cards for me and that was kind of how it works and that is kind of a little bit how it works in sweden i would definitely like there are like indie artists absolutely but a lot of people reach out to record labels right away and i think there's more of that that vibe a little bit more of the high tier it, but it's not high tier because like most people get dropped from record labels anyway but it's more like that record label run yeah. yeah and grind and you yeah and that's and i didn't know much but that's at least what i thought it was and so i didn't really i had like a band but that was more like in school and we we did play a couple gigs here and there and we did some like talent shows and but it wasn't anything that I thought could make money or it could be professional in any way. Mm -hmm. So, But then I had friends more in the middle of Sweden where there are no record labels and stuff like that. So they would actually like record themselves and they wrote their own songs. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. But they didn't really have anywhere to play. There's not a lot of low level paid shows in Sweden. Like in Wisconsin, we have so many bars that provide live music in sweden live music is more something that's not background music it's more you go to see yeah it's ticketed and you go to see a show which there's good things about both because as a small artist you're like just so thankful they can play in front of people and get paid you know but when but then the our our culture here in wisconsin they don't really go to shows unless it's like kelly clarkson or like some really really big one at the big rush center or whatever Mm -hmm there aren't a lot of mid-level music venues
3: mm-hmm.
1: around at least from my experience I am I don't know if you feel different but, but yeah true. at least here in green bay it's it's hard to see like bigger touring acts like it's like mid-sized touring acts yeah. they don't come through green bay <laughs> right. like the big acts don't come through green bay either so but Yes. I would say that's the difference. Like here you can grind. And we knew that we wanted to start because we were thinking, Oh, do we start in Sweden? Do we start in the U S because we know we love both countries. And we're like, let's just start the grind in green Bay. And let's just grind it out, play as many shows as we possibly can, get good at that, write some songs along the way. And that's been really, really good and just getting that like stage presence and just not being as nervous like i used to be so nervous i struggled with a lot of performance anxiety so for me just to be able to go up on stage a couple times a week even if it's just an open mic for one or two songs that helped me a lot with my confidence and my anxiety so that was definitely a great way for
3: us to start
2: yeah but i definitely say like the the thing in sweden too right like at a certain point like you can keep grinding uh but it's hard to get above a certain point as yeah, well. Here uh, so so there's elements of that too, where it's like, um, again, like once you learn a lot of things for yourself, you know if someone's not doing their job well, uh, if they're working for you um, for whatever reason, whatever they're doing. And so I think like in Sweden too, like it's the same type of thing, but people just don't, like Amelie said, they just don't expect to do it themselves ever like they expect to just kind of be treated like a diva and just kind of like <laughs> a little bit more a little bit more <laughs> so a little bit more so but at the same time like at a certain point you do need to have more people on your team so um,
1: yeah and that's... and to be around more people like professional songwriters and and people who have had success more on an international level because that is still where we want to get at like as much as we we love touring around wisconsin and it's really fun but we want to we want to get to the point where we can tour theaters around the world, preferably. And Green Bay, Wisconsin is probably not going to get us there.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And we've like kind of accepted that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so either we moved to l a or we moved to Nashville or we moved to New York or we moved to Stockholm or London, I guess could work too. But now with Brexit and everything, I don't know how that would work. but <laughs> yeah. uh, and since all my family is in Sweden, like that makes the most sense for us but we are still like wanting to be in both countries as much as possible and we we have been lucky enough to like start making some connections in stockholm to some like music publishers and and labels yeah. and songwriters and i think that's probably the next step for us more so mm-hmm. yeah yeah but then we want to keep touring the midwest of
0: course, yeah. It's, that it's that all expense. about a com- yeah, yeah. It's all about a combination. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. And um, so, and then, can you tell me about you now? I wanted to make sure that you talk about that a little bit because we've had a lot of conversations about the different live stream options that are out there. Uh, why you use you now as opposed to Twitch or other platforms that are out there? Can you just tell us uh, for the audience why do you, why do you use that?
2: Yeah. Um, well, the first first main reason is the first time that we streamed on there um it was like night and day difference between because we had tried every other platform as well like we had tried twitch and we had tried facebook and instagram and um the first stream we did on you now it was just like constant comments and like actual people watching and you can tell because like on other platforms it's like for sure just bots and stuff And they're like, you can tell, like, it'll say there's 120 people watching you, but there's no comments, there's no shares, there's no, nothing is happening. And, um, so it doesn't really matter if it says there's 120 people watching you and there's not. So on this side, it was like, there's like, there's like eight people watching you, but they're actually commenting and like, people are actually inviting people to the stream and like, uh, there's just traction right away. Um, so that was the first main reason why we uh like just love the platform compared yeah. to others, uh but there's a lot of others like you can do covers um which you can't on a lot of other platforms. Um, yeah. You can play Spotify in the background if you're like talking or something um, and one of the main reasons is that uh, there's a guesting feature which um basically allows you to like. Be a guest on another per- person's stream so it's essentially like like a zoom chat or like uh facetime or whatever video chat um with you being pulled up to another person's stream which means that you can essentially tour on the platform to other stream streamers Yeah, like well you streams. can do
1: shows together with people and you yeah. can do streams together with people and that way you can interact kind of like what you would do like uh like um a, a show swap for, like, let's say we wanted to do with a Milwaukee artist. So we would invite them up to Green Bay, play a show. They would be exposed to our audience. And then they would invite us down to Milwaukee. We would be exposed to their audience. So it's kind of the same way, but it works so much easier. And it's, you don't online, to go and it's
2: <laughs> real people. So, like, yeah. that way you can play in front of, like, you know, if you do guesting like every 10 minutes, like on someone else's stream, you could play for like thousands of people like
1: yeah in that amount a couple of time. hours yeah. and um yeah that helped us get a good start mm-hmm. and then we've just met people like you get to play for people all around the world and you get to talk to people from all around the world which is just the coolest feeling and now we're like invited to bali and to the uk and mm-hmm. everyone wants us to go and visit East them, coast,
2: and- west coast mm-hmm. of the u.s south of the u.s like people are like hey you can stay with me if you ever come here and yeah it's just like It's given so many opportunities for that as well.
1: And there's a lot of other like fantastic things like just that you can do open mics that you can just like, hey, we have this many spots and whoever wants to come up and guest and sing us a song, come and do that. And you can
2: make you can also now make money from the first day you stream. Yeah. So it's basically like it's basically like um what's it busking? Yeah. It's like busking on the internet kind of.
1: Because there are no ads, which is also really nice (laughs) as everything is tip based and there's like these different currencies and whatever it's a very messy like it's not a very messy system but it's complicated it takes a little bit time to get used to to think about it i think a lot of people get turned away because it seems like a very complicated platform but it really isn't and it's just like you just have to be around for a little bit because Mm -hmm. it's very much a community and like it's the same, it's a lot of the same people, which is really cool. Like we, we can talk to some of the same people like every day, some people stream every single day and yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. it's a really cool community. Like it's our little and online there's, family.
2: There's no delay between chat and the stream, no, which allows you to have a conversation yeah. with your audience, which is incredible compared to like the 15 second delay or whatever it is on other platforms. Yeah, So makes really a big cool. difference to
0: yeah. keep the stream alive yeah thank you so much for sharing on that i think a lot yeah. of people listening will probably start investigating
1: <laughs> and if you do just reach out to us the best thing is on instagram just write us a little dm if you have any questions we're happy to share you around
0: yeah yep. Ooh, much appreciated So be sure to take them up on that. They're really, really nice people who will (laughs) (laughs) help you. I know. Um, And then the last question I really, I really had before I'm going to ask you about uh, the the song that you have for today is, do you have any last advice or anything that we didn't cover um, for anyone um, looking to get into music right now? And then just beyond that, anything that we didn't cover today? I just think take advantage of all the online platforms that you have right now. And, especially
1: like give you now a chance do some open mics there meet some people and also TikTok is really good for musicians right now we're still like figuring it out i can't say we're experts at all but we're starting to learn again by talking to people that do well on TikTok we've been inviting them over to you now and we have really good conversations and don't be afraid of sending music out to your friends and family ask for their like support you know people want to support you and i like i've definitely been in that position where i'm like oh i don't want to write this person or oh i'm so annoying and uh people don't care people just want to be supportive and if they don't want to be supportive then then don't worry about it like it
2: doesn't matter yeah
1: yeah just just start somewhere yeah
2: Yeah. just keep doing stuff and know
1: that you can always take things down yeah like (laughs) if you're like oh this isn't perfect i don't want to put it on Spotify it's okay. You can take it down later. Just Mm -hmm. put it out there. Just start.
2: Sometimes, sometimes like, like there's a couple of people where, uh, they're like, they've blown up on Spotify and like SoundCloud and all these things who we know personally, who were like, I don't understand, but it's working. Yeah. And like, (laughs) like sometimes they ask us for advice, like, Oh, how do I get bigger? And I'm like, why are you asking us you have forty thousand monthly listeners yeah. like what are you why are you asking us like I, you're making all the beats yourself you're doing everything yourself we're not and what you're doing is working and what we're doing is not working at that level yeah so like it doesn't matter production quality sometimes there's something magical about um lo-fi is really like yeah. hot right now <laughs> sometimes there's something magical about it being like out of tune and it not being perfectly in sync and like sometimes that's what people like and Mm -hmm. it's weird i don't understand it but it's but if you don't put
0: it yeah and if you don't put it out there you'll never know (laughs)
2: yeah
0: yeah sometimes there's that that um feeling of hey i can identify with this musician (laughs) like perfect (laughs) sometimes that can be it yeah
2: yeah yeah exactly
0: yeah Yeah, great great tips right there (laughs) Um, yeah thank you And, um, and, and I guess the last question I have are actually two more questions. Um, can you tell us about the single that you just released that you would like that we're going to play at the end of this?
1: Yeah, we we're calling it our 2020 sucked song. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's all you need to know. I think as musicians, we're faced with the, with the question like, Hey, should I keep going? Is this worth it? Is it, um, is this all worth all the effort and and energy I'm putting into it, even though I don't see any results. And that's what this song kind of speaks about. It's like, um if you if you do love it enough to keep going, then just keep going and don't worry about it so much. You know? And if you don't love it enough, that's okay too. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like it's important to just sometimes tell yourself, hey, I got nothing to worry about. Mm -hmm. And just leave your worries for a second.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it's a song we're super proud of. It's taken a while to put together. Um, but we finally found a producer who we really like working with and really like the sound of. And um, yeah, she she's just like really talented. She's won a Grammy. She kind of knows what she's doing for production and songwriting. And um, she definitely knows what she's yeah. doing. <laughs> so it's just very much like, it feels like it clicks and Mm -hmm. it's nice because we've been working to find a faster workflow with people. Um, so we can actually put songs out regularly, um, in a way that we really like. And, um, yeah, we just, we love working with her. It's, it's very efficient and it's very, we like the end result a lot. So, um, yeah, we're super excited for the song and
0: yeah, Yeah, we've gotten some really good feedback. People seem to really like it, which is awesome. It's a really Mm -hmm. fun song. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And um, lastly, can you tell us where we can find you? Anywhere. Yeah.
1: <laughs> anywhere. Just 7,000 apart. No space because we had enough space in our lives. <laughs> and uh, so just seven, zero, zero, zero. Did I do too many zeros? No. no? Okay. And then apart. And uh, we're on Instagram. I would say Instagram, you know, is where we're the most active right now. TikTok, I guess, too. You can definitely find us on Facebook and, and Spotify. Yeah, YouTube. We have a bunch of videos. And uh, yeah, yeah, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, you can Amazon just Music. Type, you
2: can just type 7,000 apart on Google and uh, we're, what comes up. So yeah. If you, uh,
0: it's easy to find us. Yeah. Right. 7,000 apart. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Of course. And, yes. um, definitely looking forward to following where you go from here wherever that may be, however <laughs> it takes you. I know it's going to be a very successful path for you. Um, I, you're definitely two of the hardest working musicians I've ever come across. And I'm just so inspired every time I talk with you. So thank you so much. Thank you. And um, a quick shout out, um, we usually talk about a, a featured patron uh, of our series each time we talk. And today the featured patron is someone that you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we'll give them a shout out here. So the premiere in Green Bay, they have uh, been supportive of us, of us as, as of recently, and uh, so we want to throw some love back their way. Uh, check out what they're doing, the premiere in Green Bay, a place that John Amelie have played at before, so um, all right, I think that's a wrap, and we'll talk to you later. Oh, yeah. I've said it once And I'll say it twice
3: If you don't want this enough Better give it up tonight I've said it once as bad as it fight if you really want this enough, better give it everything tonight. Not everything works out, but I really don't want to start over. I really don't want to start over. Not everything's alright, but I really don't want to start over. we got nothing. it were well, up to me, we'd love everything that we do. But the business makes it hard to do what we wanna do. I've said it twice, this bad as the fires If you really want this enough, better give it everything tonight. No no we got nothing I said no no we got nothing No we got nothing No no we got nothing I said no no we got nothing I said
0: so much for listening we hope you'll leave ratings and reviews for us wherever you're listening from visit musiciansadventure.com for more information on upcoming guests show notes and ways to send us your topic suggestions the musicians venture podcast is hosted by Allison m recorded at podcast town in wauwatosa wisconsin produced by shannon coulard with theme music written and performed by mike Newmeyer. thanks again